Greetings, Earthlings, Martians, and those in Argentina. I would love to welcome you into our humble, humble warmth room. Uh, we got the Gooby. Yeah, we I'm got the Booby. Yeah, the best placement for him. That's well, I can't see Gooby at all right now. So, I think you should. Yeah, keep. Yeah, right. Oh, we want this forward, corner. more forward, more like more for down a little bit and around. Like no, no, no. Like towards. Keep coming. Keep coming a little bit to your right. A little bit. To <laughs> I'm your not gonna right. do this for any longer. But I a little it, like right here, like front and center. Goob, Zach, can you move back a little bit and can you move <laughs> Gooby forward? All right, Gooby's here. You know he's here. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Whether you're listening to us on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Brokeback Bebop, or Into the Time Knife, if you don't listen to Into the Time Knife, you might not have any idea whom Gooby even is. So you should check yeah. out Into the Time Knife if you're not checking it out. I hope we find you well. It's the most wonderful time of One, the year. Two, three, four. Thanksgiving's five. over, so it is christmas how do you feel about the switch to christmas time when should it come in the year for you stephen baker long time listeners will know i'm not a huge christmas guy sure but i am a huge thanksgiving guy so this is kind of like my december 26th is the day after thanksgiving because nothing matters anymore i have to wait a whole year for another thanksgiving <laughs> So you probably don't like when things go directly from Halloween to Christmas. It no, should be after it Thanksgiving. should be after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, run fucking wild. Sure, Do you can thing. start. Maybe I get why the stores start to sell Christmas stuff because you're getting ready for. Sure, them. you gotta, but you, gotta you don't have need to merch. put out all your decorations and stuff until around or after Thanksgiving. Yes. Agreed. Thanksgiving holiday, like that weekend uh, after Thanksgiving, is perfect time to put all your decorations out. So exactly. that's what you should do. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're joining us for a very special presentation from Can't Disappoint Podcast. But before we get into that, we've got to talk about the people who bring us this show every week, the people who we do this all for. That's our patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Still Halloween wow, in, spooky. in my book. He's still spooky. Those yeah. people are Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, and Lil S. Haker. We love those people so much. Thank you for supporting the show. Steven, you've got like a wry look on your face. Do you have some shit to say? Like a wry? Am I? What do W-R-Y. I, I don't know. W-R-Y. Forget it. Welcome to the I'm podcast, Zach and Steven. From your I'm glad you're here. Thank you to our patrons. Patreon.com slash can disappoint podcast. You can get The Basement, our That 70s Show rewatch podcast. All the episodes of that are over there along with a lot of other things including early access of Into the Time Knife. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, Stephen. My plate is laid out in front of me. I have a cup of water, and no one can stop me from dumping uh, hold, it all okay, over. Okay, hold your breath. We're not there yet. We're not there quite yet. We We've got to tell the people the why we're here. That's 2024 is a year of a big vote. I'm sure it's on a lot of our minds. Yeah. You know, 2024, there's, there's an important vote to take place, and you better not miss your chance to have your say in the vote. 
There are a couple other elections going on in 2024, but the one that is most important to everybody that I know that I'm talking Mm -hmm. to is the vote that will determine what television program or non-television program Stephen and I will be recapping for our next full rewatch podcast in 2024 once we wrap up Into the Time Knife talking about The Good Place. Because if you don't listen to Into the Time Knife, which again, you should, uh, we're about to start season four of The Good Place. So over season four of The Good Place, every few weeks, we'll be peppering in one of the four options that Stephen and I have come to agree on together, doing a little preview hypothetical podcast, showing you what it would be like if we did a podcast on that entity. So later on, in the beginning of next year, you'll be able to vote between the four and tell us what you want out of our next podcast. It's totally up to you. Steven and I both came up with two options, and today, Decision 2024, Part 1, we're discussing <laughs> the first of these four options, and it is one of Steven's ideas. So, Steven, why don't you tell the people what show we're about to discuss? Well, you know, Zach, when I was thinking of what show I could stomach to sit across from you from, well, talking about, because Zach and I do sit a mere four inches apart Our tummies from each touch. other. Yeah, there, there's a lot of belly it's button, button to button. belly button. If our buttons don't line up, our, our aura is just completely off. <laughs> yeah. if you, As soon as we finish recording, you just hear a from our stomachs. A squelching <laughs> noise coming other. from our belly button. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I could think of very few shows I'd be excited to talk about you that we have a shared bond, a shared experience with. Like We've I think done you two. We're running out of them, huh? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I totally <laughs> nabbed your reveal. Say it again. It's okay. It's okay, Zach. To be expected <laughs> yeah. from a former you know from a reformed piece of shit like you. <laughs> this is pushed back. It's pushed back, exactly. Uh, but we're going to talk about I Think You Should Leave today. Really funny show, Tim Robinson of mm-hmm. I think SNL you leave fame. With Tim Robinson. Fame. Yeah. Notoriety. Notoriety. Let's hop he in. Was there. Let's talk about it. He was heavily featured in the Kevin Hart episode that got watched by a lot of people. Are you married to this mom? I am. I'm really worried about her. She's been acting so weird lately. Like, did you just see that thing where she thinks I give a rat's ass that her baby cried because it knows I used to be a piece of shit? Did you used to be a piece of shit? Oh, yeah. Slick back hair, white bathing suit, sloppy steaks, white couch. You would have not liked me back then. What are sloppy steaks? It's a steak with water dumped on it. It's really, really good. You look like you have slick back hair now. You think this is slicked back? This is pushed back. I think that it is really important before we even begin discussing I Think You Should Leave as a potential next Zach and Steven podcast. What is our rule as a program on if or if not we can do the voice? Um, I'm kind of team don't do the voice, but it's hard not to do the voice sometimes. I think sometimes – here, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to do the voice sometimes. <laughs> don't do so the voice. I <laughs> – Hello, everyone listening. Welcome to Zach and Steven podcasting about I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. This could be our next podcast, and it's all up to you. I don't think any show since high school Mm -hmm. has 
completely permeated my sense of humor in a way like I think you should leave. If you listen to any of our podcasts over the last few years, we quote it all the time. Constantly. We deliver lines like it all the time. (laughs) I don't know what it is about this show, but it's just so entrancing, so hilarious, and it's such a specific wavelength that if you binge it like we have together Mm -hmm. and separately so many times, if you binge it, it starts to take over. It starts to wire your brain differently, and you start to see the world through I Think You Should Leave's lens, and I think it would be really fun to talk about it in depth. I truly don't think there's ever been something that I've consumed that had such an instant I hear it, I yell it out <laughs> thing. Like I will just yell things oh, that yeah. I hear, right? Like oh, instantly. Yeah. Like you hear slop it up, I yell slop him up. up. And you're you hearing know? slop it up all the time. All the time. It's just in loop in my head. This show's really I don't know. I, there's something special about being able to create comedy that can be the funniest thing ever to some people but is absolutely not funny at all to others and i get Mm -hmm. it (laughs) have you shown people something from i think you should leave or an episode before and it didn't really hit for them because i have i and it's so sad because it makes me laugh so hard the the car sketch like some people that work Mm -hmm. for me and i don't know if they just laughed because i'm their boss or they actually (laughs) thought it was funny but it kind of felt like it was. But it kind of felt boss. like maybe they weren't like I was like, no, you guys don't understand how funny oh, this man. is. No, that's not a good way to show someone something. It's really. But intense. I've had way more success showing people this show oh, yeah. than failure. So we're gonna talk about an episode of I think you should leave today. I think if we do this as a podcast, I like the idea of doing a whole crazy ass podcast episode on each skit and watching some of these skits and how much they remind me of things. I think mm-hmm. it'd be easier than uh, you might think to do a full 30, 45 minute podcast on every single I think you should leave skit. But today we are going to talk about a full episode. Before we get into the episode, the skits from this episode, I want to talk about how this show first came to us. Mm -hmm. And I'll kick it off because my story culminates with showing it to you Uh or watching it really for the first time with with you. The first thing I ever saw, because I, you know, I got my ear down to the television Mm -hmm. streets. It's true. I was hearing about it. I wasn't really even familiar with Tim Robinson from stuff he did on SNL. I don't think I was really watching in that era. And I had been seeing a lot about it, namely on the AV Club, because I was hanging out around the AV Club a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Not the uh, publicated website. He's around this middle school uh, The high school AV, AV Club. Club. Middle school. Yeah. I, I tried to yeah. age it up to make me sound less weird. But no, they're, yeah. they're young. Um, so <laughs> the AV Club was writing a lot about it. They did like a list of ranking all the first season sketches when the first season came out. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I got suggested to me somewhere the video clip of the car focus group sketch mm-hmm. with his name's Ruben. I'm not I'm blanking on yeah. his last name right now, but that stuttered. guy's so funny. It's such Winner a funny skit. Ruben Idol. stuttered, really finding a second <laughs> a second wing in his career on I Think You Should Leave. It's such a funny <laughs> skit. It's so specific and it featured this performance from this this guy that was so funny. But then I kind of thought, well, Tim's just in the background of that one. Yeah. So it was a really funny skit. It made me want to show that to people, but mm-hmm. I wasn't quite compelled to watch the show yet. And then I come to Chicago for a couple of days to uh-huh. hang out with Steven. This is before we started podcasting, but yeah. probably the trip that ended up spurring that we do a probably. podcast together, kind of, because we were coming back into contact. Mm-hmm. And I showed you that skit probably on my phone. Yeah. And I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. 
And then we were just sitting around, needed something to put on. We were together long enough to go back to the old days of just sitting around and watching a TV yeah. show together. So you queued up the first episode of the show because the skit was so funny. Mm-hmm. And instantly from yeah. the first sketch, that's not even many people's favorites, but it has a really special place in my heart. That first sketch where Tim's just had a job interview <laughs> and he makes it so awkward as he leaves and demands to pull the door open instead of swinging it, it open does the both. way it's meant to be done. It was so funny, the laughter mm-hmm. that this show and Tim's demeanor brings yeah. out of me is this like primal, it hurts so much mm-hmm. that I, because I can't keep it in, you know what I mean? It just yeah. untaps this potential to find something so hilarious in a new way. And so we started binging it together. Yeah, that was like such a special thing in my mind because this show has brought me so much laughter and so much joy and it falls mm-hmm. into a very rare category for me of shows that I will just recreationally throw on an episode with my thick ass list of anime that I have to watch I very rarely go back and rewatch things for just pure laughter and happiness and this is one it's of the It's time to watch shows. the next thing. Yeah. But this is one of those but few shows. But this is one of the ones. And sketch comedy and honestly, a lot of what makes this show so funny is how it surprises you. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll give you a concept, like in this episode that we're about to talk about, holding yeah. a baby. And then it'll turn it into something completely <laughs> different, whether totally it's the different. calico cut jeans sketch or, or the... Or the uh, honk if you're horny one. Yes, yes. They all keep going way past a skit normally would. And that's where a lot of the surprise comes from. Mm-hmm. But unlike a lot of these shows, rewatching it is so rewarding. I find that even on the 12th, 13th, 14th watch yeah. of some of these episodes... I'm still finding new things to laugh at, and I'm laughing harder at the things that I remember. And that's not typical for me. Usually you watch something, it's really funny the first time, but yeah. not the fifth, sixth time, but this show. Well, and I yeah. think what makes it so funny is it's not just jokes. There are very few jokes in this show. Hmm. It's more so just the performances and how committed the performers are to, oh, to yeah. doing the bits. Every line can make like any word that is said on this show is liable to make me laugh just because of the delivery and knowing what's going on around it. Like even if it's not even a funny line, like everything makes me laugh. I completely agree. And talking about the people that are on the show, the people that they get to fill (laughs) the sketches and how well they kind of like how Tim and Eric used to do where they just get like random nobodies and put them on screen. They've really gotten a hold of getting these people in to be extras and telling them to take everything super seriously, Mm -hmm. which makes it so funny when you hear actual people and sometimes it's real celebrities mixed in with them too really committing to things like uh, took too small a slice or mm-hmm. countless silly or in this episode we'll talk about Bob Odenkirk now tabby really toe frames are in every major city in the world <laughs> it's such a funny show I think you should leave it's on Netflix there's three seasons of it if you haven't watched it the episodes range from like 11 to 16 minutes long yeah if you have they're a quick watch Netflix or if you just have YouTube go watch a few skits go watch an episode or two you'll know instantly if it's if your you type like of it. humor I think the first sketch will will tell you if, if you, you if do you like, like it, it you're gonna laugh harder than you've ever laughed 
And we're going to talk about one episode of the show today. I think as a podcast, we could do an episode on every skit. But Mm -hmm. to kind of go a little more broad for this hypothetical podcast episode, we're going to talk about an episode. We both picked out two of our favorite episodes and left it up to the fates to decide what we would talk about. And we're going with one of Steven's choices, a really great episode. This is season two, episode two of I Think You Should Leave. It's titled, They Have a Cake Shop There, Susan, Where the Cakes Just Look Stunning. Is that from the Dan Flashes sketch? The thing is, do they say no, that? They don't say it. They That's don't why say it's that. Extra at all. funny because he's like, Susan, they have a shirt there that this is this. But I'm sure that throughout the meeting, he had been trying to tell this to Susan. And like so in my head, canon shops like at the creek. Yeah. So we're talking about. I season remember two, season two. watching this episode for the first time with you when the season dropped in Florida. Because we binged the whole season that night. Not for the first time. Oh, I had watched it before? It had been a while, and with I Think You Should Leave, it took a couple watches to really yeah. sink our teeth into it. I think we had both watched it once and kind of like stepped away from it, and yeah. then we watched it together, and it was totally magic, new and magic mm-hmm. and hilarious. There we go. Thank you for helping me remember correctly. Yes. Zach. Zach knows. He sees me when I'm sleeping and when I'm awake. Speaking of me, we didn't even introduce ourselves early in the podcast. We're so excited to talk about it's I Think true. You Should Leave. Hi, everybody. I'm Zach, and I'm not worried about it. I know I used to be a piece of shit. I don't give a rat's ass. Uh, I'm a baby. I mean. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Let's get another take on that one. You got another one loaded? No, he doesn't. Hi, I'm Frack. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm Stephen. I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say, but it just came out that I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. Well, I didn't mention yet. I'm also, this is the best thing in our abode that I had to wear my Dan Flash's best. It is bargain bin, but it's pretty complicated. Yeah. There's a lot of patterns, some overlapping. Hearts within hearts. Cool stuff. A lot of colors. This episode of I Think You Should Leave was co-directed by Alice Mathias and Mike Diva. Alice Mathias has a directing credit on all 18 episodes of I Think You Should wow. Leave. Wow. And in addition to that, has directed an episode of Portlandia, six episodes of the Max original, I'm pretty sure, with the SNL star. It's called That Damn Michael Che, which I've heard is actually a really funny show. That it's, I think Michael Che can be really funny sometimes. I've heard that that show is really funny. I haven't checked it out yet. Alice also directed eight episodes of the recent Hulu History of the World Part 2 nice. Mel Brooks follow-up series and cool. four episodes of Schmigadoon on Apple TV+. Plus. I really want to watch Schmigadoon. Me too. I've heard good things, and I love Cecily Strong. And Keegan-Michael Key. And Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. I do like him. And then Mike Diva, who co-directed Peele, this episode, uh, has also done a lot with the... Lonely Island, directing a Netflix special they did called The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience. Was that good? I didn't watch it. Do you remember when that came out, kind yeah. of? I think it's about baseball. I liked Lonely Island's music when I was in uh, high school. Mike Diva's also directed a few noteworthy music videos, like Little Nas, Little Nas X. Little Nas X's music video for Panini. Hey, Panini, don't you be a meanie. Don't you want to mean a god? I want to be a meanie. Uh. Love Panini. Great song. And Doja Cat's music video for Get Into It, parentheses, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get Into It, yeah. And Mike Diva nice. also directed on 26 big. episodes of Saturday Night Live. Hey. This episode of I Think You Should Leave was written by three people. Tim Robinson. Not sure if you're familiar with them. Zach mm. Kanan. 
and John Solomon. Tim Robinson, we'll look at him first. He has a writing credit on all 18 episodes of I Think You Should Leave. And in addition, uh, some of his writing credits include Michael Bolton's Big Sexy Valentine's Day special, nice. 20 episodes of Detroiters, which, of course, he plays a mm-hmm. major character on. He wrote some segments for the 70th Emmy Awards. Wow. And he wrote one episode of Documentary Now. And Which one? I don't know. I didn't go that far. But we I could look it up. Now. I haven't and seen the Tim was season, also a writer seen. on 68 episodes of Saturday Night Live. I think he was a writer know that for a while longer before he was an actor on the show. Zach nice. Kanan, he's one of the co-creators of the show. At the end of every episode, there's like the Kanan Corp thing yeah. that, that shows. Zach Kanan also wrote on all 18 episodes of I Think You Should Leave. And outside of this, he's pretty much written on everything that Tim has done. They're writing partners, and when Tim writes nice. something, Zach is there and helps. And Zach Kanan actually wrote on 97 episodes of Saturday Night Live, so even wow. longer. The last writer, John Solomon, also writes on all 18 episodes of I Think You Should Leave. And outside of this, has a pretty impressive filmography, who I guess. Do you remember Extreme Movie? <laughs> I think it had Devin Werkheiser in it, maybe. That sounds right. He directed – sorry, he doesn't have that pleasure. He wrote (laughs) the script for Extreme Movie. He wrote the script for the MacGruber movie. He wrote nine episodes of The Last Man on Earth, one episode of AP Bio, two episodes of Bless the Hearts, and then all eight episodes of the Peacock MacGruber show that came out a year or two ago. And in addition to that, also wrote on 148 episodes of Saturday Night Live. I'm assuming he is the one who wrote the MacGruber sketch. MacGruber was a really funny sketch when that first came out. MacGruber! Making life-saving inventions out of household materials. It's time for the movie to get more of a reappraisal because it is in the upper tier of SNL movies along with Wayne's World. This episode of I Think You Should Leave originally aired with the entire second season on July 6, 2021. So very quickly, let's look at the movie. Let's look at the album. The number one movie on July 6, 2021. Your hint is... Yeah, I'm going to guess Star Wars. Oh, no. Oh, it's a racing movie. Oh, well, it can't be Fast and Furious because no cars are in that movie anymore. I'm going to guess Fast 9, Fast 8. Yes, the number one movie July 6, 2021 was F9, the Fast Saga. The one where you find out that actually there are cars in this one because there are flashbacks to when... When Vin Diesel and John Boom. Cena were brothers and their dad was a race car driver. Very nice. Okay, mm-hmm. so F9. You know, yeah. the Fast and Furious movies, until recently, it seemed like each one was both more popular than the last. Mm-hmm. And because they just dive into what makes them so crazy, maybe even better received than the last up to yeah. a point. I don't think that's the case so much anymore. Where do you think this landed? Where did I Fast 9 zoom up to? On the Rotten Tomatoes critics scale, and I watched this one within the last. Well, it came out couple two years ago. Oh, yeah, cool. This one was not great, but I liked it better than. I'm gonna say this is sitting at a crisp 49. You are within 10 points of the correct answer. Take another 43. Guess. No, I said 10. You said 49. I meant 10 exactly. It's 59%. 59% 59. from the critics. But the audience on Rotten Tomatoes, think about the people that are reviewing things on Rotten Tomatoes. All the the cool kids run Letterboxd in July 2021. What do you think the F9 score from the Rotten Tomatoes audience would be? Can I get a higher or lower? 
I want you to guess first, and then I'll give you a higher or lower for your second guess. 45? No, it's higher than the critic score. Okay, 72. By a significant amount. You're 10 away again. <sighs> Not 82. It is 82% from the audience. <laughs> I think at this point, Rotten Tomatoes is old people, and I think yeah. they're old like, oh, shit, like Helen Mirren crashing a car, I assume, is what happens in those movies. Helen uh, Mirren I, I think they it. really liked it. Okay. And by Letterboxd, it, I mean all of my respect and admiration. Letterboxd, very actress. active in July 2021. Mm-hmm. What do you think the cool, established Letterbox users think of F9, The Fast Saga? Which is just an awful title. 22. <laughs> mm, it's more than double that. 48? The Rotten Tomatoes critics were at 59. What do you say? 48. Good guess. That's correct. 48% from Letterboxd. The number one album on July 6, 2021 was the... Debut album from wow. a now pop superstar, an album that I like. Mm. Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the way you said mm, Olivia Rodrigo, that you don't like her that much. Not the first album. I haven't listened to any of the second one yet, and I've heard that it's better. I should check it out. I've heard that it's better. I you don't know it either. I Olivia like the first Rodrigo album. does not make music for my demographic, and so it's not my not my jam. Plus, I totally I'm more get in the Serena Carpenter camp in that whole thing, so I really can't Yeah, but can't that's be. not because of her music. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Not true. <laughs> I, was, I was just playing a really cool Sabrina Carpenter song that uses modal, what's it called? Um, modal, uh, whatever. It's when you like start a song with like a rhythm, and then the rest of the song comes in, and it shows that that's not actually the, the, the rhythm. It's a cool one called Thumb by Sabrina Carpenter. Check it out. Nonsense well, is also good. Well, Olivia Rodrigo, you're right. And I relate to that I'm not in the demographic that she mm. writes music for. But for whatever reason, when I listen to that album, mm-hmm. I am you transported. Like and I feel like I am a 16-year-old girl who just got uh, cheated on by the guy from High School Musical, the musical of the series. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that show's about to have its last season or just had its last season or it's something. It's still going? Yeah, like season four or five. Is and she still on it? That's what I was going to make a comment on. I watched the first season because I am who I am, okay? Yeah. I'll probably watch more of it. It was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. So Olivia Rodrigo is a main character in like the first two seasons. I think she becomes famous after the second season is premiered. But mm-hmm. I mean like crazy famous after. Yeah, she is a superstar now. After yeah. season two was filmed, but before it premiered. So they you know, were able to put out season two while she's this big star, a bunch of new Olivia Rodrigo songs. Mm-hmm. Then she's under contract for season three already. They film season three and it's like summer camp. And I think she shows up in like the first and last episode and is like, oh, hey guys, showing yeah. up to contractually fill my sure. obligations. Okay, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo is the number one album this week. What do you think Pitchfork gave this album out of 10? Probably like an 8, right? Close. 7? Yeah, 7. 7 mm. out of 10 from Pitchfork. Here's what I will say. I am happy for Olivia Rodrigo's successes. I think that she is that a different voice in the pop industry. I just don't uh. care for some of the songs and musical choices that she makes. But, That's fine. But, you know. Go off. I don't know. I really like that song, Brutal. That one that opens And, like, Good For You is, like, a perfectly good teeny bopper song. Like, if that's the music that high school girls are getting really into, if that's the song that they're all excited to hear at the I dance, mean, if that's it not a bad just song. Misery Business, sure. Yeah, but doesn't Misery... Bu- I forget what the bad lyrics in Misery... Doesn't it have some, like, unfortunate lyrics? 
Probably. They don't play that song anymore, or they didn't really? for a long time because of did, stuff they? that says. I think so. Anyway, Pitchfork gave it a 7 out of 10. Rate your music, The Letterboxd of Music, Sour mm-hmm. by Olivia Rodrigo, out of 10 to the 100th. Uh, 6.89. Mm, it's almost a full number lower. Ooh, 5.9. Mm-hmm. 5.96. Mm. Which is probably yeah. more where That's you probably lie. more like where almost I'm at a six, practically it. a six. That's a pretty good score for like a pop princess album from like yeah. a rate your music snobby bunch. You know what? You, I, I'm I'm gonna go. Not a. We're gonna get into the show. Yeah, that's fine. There's such good pop music out there that is better than her, and she's the one yes. that's super famous. But that's not really an attack on her. Exactly. That's just more you wish some of the people that you love and that you're hip to yeah, were as popular as her people are listening to Charlie XCX and Carly Rae Jepsen as they should be, then, you know. Well, I think Charlie XCX specifically is mm-hmm. pretty popular. And oh, Carly Rae Jepsen, I think she is very well-liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But unfortunately, she only really had that to my knowledge only really had the one song that everybody knows yeah and it's not true very good no she she has like some great pop albums but okay we're gonna move into our discussion of they have a cake shop there susan where the cakes just look stunning starting with one of my favorite segments that we do on every podcast Mm -hmm. we do i'm so excited to see how steven adapts to uh uh you know it's time to find out did steven watch the episode this week did steven watch the episode this week that was my could it be you Oh, that felt like... <laughs> Let me get it one more time. Do the voice again. Don't do the voice. Uh, see, now it's Adam organic. Sandler. It gave Adam Sandler to me is what it gave. Okay, sure. Yeah, okay. So, Jack! Stephen, as always, even though this episode is like eight minutes shorter than mm-hmm. the episodes we usually cover, you will have 20 seconds to yeah. recap the entirety of... They have a cake shop there, Susan, where the cakes just look stunning. And mm. I think it's going to be harder, even with less runtime and 20 full seconds still, because there's like four sketches at least. There's five in this one. Yes. Yes. <sighs> yeah. How are you feeling? The whole time I was watching, I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this? Yeah, and I was like, I'm okay, so as long excited. As I know what sketches are there. But I don't know. I have no and idea. I don't know what, what I want out of you either. Sure. Because mathematically, Zach, I get four seconds a sketch. You sure do. Yeah. That's I not a lot. Count in my head. You got twenty seconds on the clock. Let's see how this goes. It's just All for right. fun. It's just mm-hmm. for fun, guys. Don't take it so seriously. But this one is for Deadline sixty three, yeah. who every week is here in the comments to put a timestamp to everyone's favorite segment. I'm gonna count down and on go, your yeah. time will begin. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three. Two, one, go. It's a fake Shark Tank unless you're a bald boy. I hate bald boys. Then I'm at Dan Flash's spending all my per diem on these great shirts. They're so complicated. Uh, then I'm holding a baby who thinks I'm a piece of shit, but I'm not a piece of shit. People can change. They can change at the shops, at the creek, shops at the creek, where you can go to Dan Flash's. Lots of guys fighting in there. And then, last but Stop. not least... Oh, I, I missed. I missed the baby the whole... one was the last one, and you missed all I know. of the triple I missed, sketch. I missed the triple sketch. I also didn't really like your approach of the "I'm this" and "I'm this." I think I would have rather liked a "There's a fake Shark Tank, and one of the people got stuck in the pants," like that kind of approach. I think I would have preferred. Did I say "I" at all? 
Yes, in every every single statement you said. You first you said it's a fake Shark Tank, blah blah blah, and then you said, and then I'm going to Dan Flashes, and then I'm going to hold a baby. You said I'm for yeah. like everything. I well, I had to put myself into the episode. I blew right. dude, Zach. I appreciate the effort to get to mm-hmm. everything, even though you miss something. So I'm not yeah. going to give you like a D, but I am going to give you a C. Sure, that's yeah a sure. C. All right, but nice try. That's tough. That's You'll tough. never have to do that again because if we do this show, I don't think that's what how we'll do it. No, no. <laughs> Let's do some trivia. I actually have a, a lot of. I trivia. have a fuck ton. I've, yeah, I have plans this is crazy. to do like six, and I double. Oh that, man. So. Okay. Uh, let's just go rapid fire. I'll mm-hmm. start. What can you find in every major city in the world? Tabby toe frames. Yes. What is the first product shown on the Capitol room? Oh my gosh, the first product, not like what they're. Correct. I have no idea. Raise the woof. I don't remember it's that. Like at dog all. snack, dog food snack. That's funny. Why mm. does Mike say he's laying down? He's just so tired. <laughs> he's jet lagged. We've been lag. here for ten days. Ten days. If the current pace is kept, what time will they be done with the merge meeting? Like two. Two o'clock. Nice. I almost wanted to say two hours, so I'm glad I just mm-hmm. said two. Yeah. You have already said this, so you're gonna know. What's the name of the female coworker that Mike tells about the two thousand dollars shirt? Susan. Yes. How much does Dan Flash's new shirt cost? They have this new shirt that costs $400? 450. You're close. Mm, That's really close. close. Mm -hmm. What did Mike hurt while being thrown down the stairs at Dan Flash's? His wrist. His hand. His hand. It's like clearly on his hand and they say hand. Okay, okay, okay. How much did Mike's current shirt cost? This one was bargain bin. It only cost 150. Right. $150 out the door. Out the door. <laughs> uh, what is the young girl eating at the diner? They say it out loud. Finish your... Hamburger? No, chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. How many guys are fighting over shirts at Dan Flash's? And this is in the Ooh. meeting sketch, not yeah. the commercial. Yeah, like 50? Is it 50? It's 50. And they all look a lot like me. A lot like me. Here's a tough one. How many times does the diner stranger wink? Three? Yeah, triples is safe. Yeah. Triples is triples best. Triples is best. I watched that sketch twice while I was taking notes, uh-huh. once just to count, and then a second time to write stuff down. That's so funny. Uh, why have doubles, Zach? So I, this is going to be You can paraphrase as long as it's close. You need doubles so you can drive one and not worry about getting it scratched up because you've got another one in the garage. I really wanted to hear the, you know, that you had a pristine one in storage, but I'll pristine. give you at least three fourths. I had the idea. For that one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. What hotel shows mm-hmm. the commercial for the shops at the creek? Okay, this was one of my most if I can remember. It's like the Dell Omni Hotel uh-huh. and Atrium. Yes, sir. Good job. Yes. Which cars does Buddy or the the, the, the friend? He says, "Okay, yeah. Buddy." At one point. Okay. Have triples of. Which does he has triples of? Triples mm-hmm. of the Nova, the Roadrunner, and what was the first one, though? The triples of the – I know this, and I mm-hmm. knew it was going to come up, and I can't yeah. think of the third one right now. Barracuda. Barracuda. Ooh, wait, wait, hold Barracuda. on. No, yeah, for sure. That The deal on the Nova went through. I have triples of the, <laughs> you the Nova, You had to check. Too. That's good. That's what safe. things made Tim a piece of turn. shit? It's my turn. You just did the triples question. 
but I'll answer anyway. What things made Tim a piece of shit? Well, actually, I'm going to ask you my question first because mm-hmm. I think this is one of them. What's the official bathing suit of the Dangerous Knights crew? Maybe we're talking about different lines. A white bathing suit. White he says, like, suit. slick back hair. Uh, oh, white see, I wasn't looking suit. just in case that was in there. That was part of the part of the answer to that. Sloppy steaks at Trefonis. Mm-hmm. There's one more thing that's also white. It is. But I don't remember. So the first time he talks about it, he says white couch. When he's talking about white it later, couch. he does say white Ferrari as well. <laughs> Live for New Year's Eve. Live for New Year's Eve. Okay, you ask or me ask? I don't know. Who's, who's... I've got one last question. I have one last question, so go okay. for it. What was Meredith's dad's sloppy steak? Chicken spaghetti at Chickadee's? Really, really close. Mm-hmm. Close enough that I would give it to you. Chickalini's. Yeah. Chickalini's. <laughs> Chicken spaghetti at Chickalini's. <laughs> Little bitty jeans. <laughs> That line really got me when I saw that. Yeah. What happened to Rob Ravani? He used to be a piece of shit. Rob Ravani, well, Blue Dolphin closed. Is this who we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Blue Dolphin closed. He had to go work for his brother. That's all I got. It burned down. I didn't ask what happened to the Blue Dolphin. Yeah, that's what I remember more. But I remember he's working for his brother now. Well, he's ass out. He's ass out. Works with his brother now. I got well, pretty I mean, close then. I just didn't yeah. have ass out. You just, you just left out which that is he's important. ass out, which is what happened to him is he's ass out. Okay, this is the part of our typical podcast where we talk about what we thought of this episode. Mm-hmm. This is such a funny episode. It's so we'll funny. We'll talk later what I think the best and worst skits are, what you think the yeah. best and worst skits are. But this is pretty killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny all throughout. I think that this episode is really great because we get a sketch that features funny people that aren't Tim. We yeah. get a sketch where Tim gets to be the straight man. And we get two sketches where Tim gets to be the wild character. And I really love how Tim gives himself sketches where he's like the dad at the diner. And he can yeah. pull off being the guy who's just trying to keep things together. Or he can pull off being the guy on the airplane while Will Forte is doing something weird. Mm-hmm. But then, thankfully, you get sketches like Dan Flashes and you get sketches <laughs> like Sloppy Steaks where he just goes crazy with all of his deliveries. And you're right. That's what makes it so fun is he has thought of what is the funniest way I can yeah. say all of these words, and he does so well. I think this is a great episode, probably in my top five or six of the series. I think For sure. this has some of the best sketches, but mm-hmm. there are other episodes where I love every sketch as a whole. Well, a and more. I would say in our friendship vernacular, this Slop episode might have the most quoted lines some of totally. them because this has sloppy steaks it has triples as best has piece of shit that's a lot of stuff that you at least fucking I say skunk all the time. you fucking skunk shut the fuck up dog you fucking skunk yeah so what do you think of this episode going back and revisiting it does it make you laugh harder than it did last time it's so funny i did you watch it by yourself yeah does it and make you laugh. laugh hard by yourself? This is one of the only shows that makes me laugh by myself. That's awesome. It's so funny. I, I just like, I'll bust out in laughter with so many of the lines. It's just so good. This has so many, just like, like you were saying, just all-star sketches that are so memorable. And there aren't a lot of misses in this show sketch-wise, but this episode certainly doesn't have any misses. Let's talk about each of the sketches a little bit, and we'll touch on our favorite lines Mm -hmm. which are a lot of them because it's not always the line it's usually the delivery the first sketch is the capital room do you have what it takes to make a deal with one of the investor moguls in the capital room 
entrepreneurs from around the world have one chance to see if they can secure the capital from our star investors. The moguls invest their own money at their own discretion on The Capital Room. Have you watched very much Shark Tank? I've watched seasons upon seasons wow. of Shark Tank. Is it like this? It's exactly this. Yes. It's so fucking funny. This isn't one of my favorite sketches, but parts of mm -hmm. it make me laugh really hard. What I do like about this is it does the classic, sets up the premise, which is a fake Shark Tank thing. Yeah. And you think it's going to go to like someone pitching. Yeah. And it's going to be like the sketch. But instead it goes to, wait, what did that one shark say? Wait, <laughs> what did she say? What is her deal? I hate bald boys. Oh my God. So Because yes. you have, they set it up so smartly because you're like, okay, we have the 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 built from the ground up. I made a fashion industry. I went from the mail room to the boardroom. Board I accidentally got sewed in the, I don't have that line in, written in, down. Into the pants of the big Charlie Brown of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's so funny. Patty Harrison's so funny. She's and great. And she's about the only other person in this show that comes closest to mm -hmm. kind of doing Tim's thing the right way. Like the way. weird, yeah. Because she, she has does so many weird ass voices, voices but she and plays you, it so serious. If you follow Patty Harrison on Instagram, which you should, she is so weird. And she does all <laughs> kinds of super strange stuff. Like, have you seen her? Do you follow her on Instagram? No, I should. She has this one woman show that she's been doing called uh, Patty Harrison, My Huge. Wait. Oh, you told huge, me about yes. yeah. My huge swollen tits, big because they're infected, not fake. Yeah. And she wears like this prosthetic, huge swollen boobs the whole show, <laughs> and she'll take pictures of herself after the show, and she's like covered in blood and stuff. I want to know what goes down in that show so bad. Yeah. So she's so funny in this. <laughs> I made all my money off the big Charlie Brown, so don't even come and try and sell me any crap. I don't want that. Business isn't a game for me. It's a war. To this day, I hate bald boys. I can't stand bald boys. Every time I see them, I think I'm back in the pants. It's such so a funny good. way to say that. And it's one of those lines in the show that paints a visual. You can see her just screaming when she sees a bald man <laughs> because she's back in the pants. Back in the pants. Very funny stuff. I think the first half of the sketch is funnier than the second half. So the last thing I wrote down as being really funny is don't give me a bad deal or I'll <laughs> I do I don't necessarily love all the like how far it goes with the wine thing, but I like when she first is like I can't stop having wine. Cause I think that the the way that she says it of like having wine is very funny. My favorite thing that one of the other sharks do is I think it's the boardroom guy or the fashion guy mm -hmm. when he says i can see past the numbers and it shows him grabbing numbers <laughs> <laughs> very like tony stark iron man like <laughs> it's the delivery when i laugh in the second half i really mm -hmm. like the way patty Harrison says i'm with a big pour of wine and popcorn pop popcorn <laughs> <laughs> And of course, it's just that amount of money that gets smaller until I die, or I make a good deal with you. Could it be, Could it be you? Very funny That's stuff. that sketch. What would you rate that sketch out of five bald boys? We could do 0.5. Two and a half bald boys. Really? I would give it three bald boys. Because even my lesser favorite sketches on, like the Charlie Brown sketch, mm -hmm. it's such a funny visual that you never see. And yeah. they make it so clear to you. I think that's enough to, to give mm -hmm. it three bald boys. There we go. You remember what the second sketch is, right? A classic. Of course. The Look second sketch is the Dan Flashes, the all-time great. 
instantly funny from the like moment it starts yeah. to the moment it ends it's very funny they do such great workplace weirdness sketches on mm-hmm. this show and you never have any idea what they're talking about it they're just like okay well this i forget what the business this is a merger is between a merger. two companies and they got to get back to New York. Yeah, and they're just talking business, and then all of a sudden you see Tim, and he's wearing this crazy shirt, and like, why is he laying down on this red couch while everyone else <laughs> is at the table? Oh, if we keep this pace up, we'll be done by, by two. two. What the hell's going on with Mike? Oh, I'm just a little jet lag, sir, so I'm lying down. We've been here for 10 days. He's not eating. He's spending all his per diem on shirts. Shut the fuck up, dog, you fucking skunk! What are you talking about? He's skipping all of his meals and using the money we gave him for food to buy those of those dumb shirts. Bullshit! Well, I will admit, I, I am using the money the company has given me for food to buy shirts. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, my favorite thing about this sketch now after watching it so many times is thinking about the backstory here. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Mike, I said Tim earlier, it's Mike. Right? It's Mike. Yeah. Mike. Clearly, Mike wants to tell everyone about the shirts and about Dan Flashes because once you know about it, you want to tell everybody. But he's like kind of trying to keep it a secret because he's been well, spending he's not all of his per diem on the shirts. He's not supposed to be spending it. Shirts. But he has some type of relationship with Doug where he did tell him everything mm-hmm. about Dan Flashes, about hurting his hand. Yeah. Doug knows all of this stuff. Your idea before the podcast, I brought this up, mm-hmm. that I think it's so Why did he tell all this stuff to Doug in the first place if they're so against each other? I think that they've got to be... So sometimes when you're sent somewhere for a job, especially if you're in a large group, you'll be in a hotel room with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Depending on, you know, the, the budget of your company, if they're just flush with cash, maybe you get your own room. But usually you're rooming with someone. So I think yeah. Doug and Mike Just are for the New York trip. time. Yeah, yeah, so Doug is like trying to get some sleep he's trying to eat and Mike is coming in just like covered in scratches and and (laughs) a bunch of shirts that's funny you're right that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it's got to be not that they're roommates in life they're roommates in this work trip that's so funny yeah I I, it's very funny I think that the instant oh yeah I did (laughs) I'm sure that Doug was like Oh, I, you can't be doing this. That's not what the money's for. And he's like, you don't tell anybody, Doug. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> and then they get in the meeting. And then, yeah. <laughs> Later, whole fucking head. I don't care. But it's just so funny. Someone tells Mike, you need to eat. He's like, oh, not today, sir. Definitely not today. Not today. No. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do the voice. We can't not do the voice. Yeah. And then Doug, at one point, he's so uh, Mike starts giving the spiel about Dan Flashes. Now he got the shirt and how expensive it was. And Doug just goes, What? <laughs> and Mike goes, Mike, Because the, compl- the patterns are so complicated, you idiot. <laughs> he's talking about all the shirts. There's one that's so complicated, it's $1,000. He wants that mm. one so bad. <laughs> Well, they shouldn't be that expensive. The, Doug's trying to say that they're not complicated, and that means the I patterns aren't complicated. That. You're saying that it's not worth them. To, for, you said it's wrong for them to jack up the prices when they get more complicated. But Which look they at this. Are. Even this one, that's bargain bin. <laughs> if you're not saying they're complicated, then they are. They are. They are. <laughs> All right, let's just focus on the meeting. Susan, they have a shirt there that's $2,000. The patterns are so complicated. I thought you said they were $1,000. You shut the fuck up, fuck Doug. Up. And which which is when I get my favorite Doug line when he's like, "You shut the fuck up, Mike. I'll kill you." That's so good. Well, you're also missing. It's like, can you stop screaming? I didn't. I screamed once. You screamed a I'm ton. I'm not screaming. 
I don't. You shut up the fuck up, Michael. Kill yeah. your family. <laughs> I want to state at this point, talking about what it would be if we did an "I think you should leave" podcast, because mm-hmm. I'm already thinking, and I know the audience might be thinking, "What Zach and Steven are just going to quote all the funny lines, and you'll do one <laughs> episode on each skit." I have a lot of ideas for this. I think we've talked about maybe this would be the podcast where we bring in a third co-host. Mm-hmm. None of the other three options would we maybe do that. Just this one. I no. think it should be really chaotic. And I think I would come prepared to every episode, to every sketch with a game for mm-hmm. you two to compete in that's like related to the sketch. Like I'm trying to think of, I don't know, I would do something with complicated patterns for this one. Yeah. Or if maybe I do something about it's not complicated wires. Hey, hey. I think it'd be really fun. Baby, 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 baby. Hey, podcast fans. What's going on? All right. I think you should leave Tim Robinson. We need to get that shit on this shit. So vote yes. It's simply too good. You screamed a ton. You shut the fuck up, Mike. I'll kill you your the family. Fuck up, Mike. I'll kill you. It's like, will you stop whispering? Oh, I can't scream. I can't whisper. <laughs> very, very funny. Would you go into Dan Flash's? <laughs> so I was in. Would you be caught by the people like fighting or would you be caught by the shirts themselves? Oh, the shirts for sure. I would fuck up a Dan Flash's, but those are really expensive shirts. So those are expensive shirts. I'd have to use all my per diem. But when you see a bunch of people that look just look like, exactly you, like you, you go in. Yes, you do. You go in. <laughs> I've never been in a store where I would wear everything. <laughs> so that's Dan Flashes. We'll come back Dan to Flashes, that a little bit All-time great skit. <laughs> it ends with the, I'll eat your whole fucking head. I don't care. End of sketch. <laughs> I'll eat your whole head. They yeah. pick really funny lines to end the sketch on. I wonder if sometimes that comes in the edit. If there's like a really funny line and that's yeah. where the hard cut should be. That's Maybe the there's like cut. a little bit of more dialogue that happens sometimes. I wonder. I it's so funny. The third sketch is triples. It's the most unconventionally funny mm-hmm. because there aren't a lot of jokes. And no. it's also, it does the thing that I think you should leave does so well where occasionally through the bizarre reality <laughs> of the sketches, they become kind of emotional and yeah. kind of heartfelt. And this is definitely one of these where it starts with a really common, I think, interaction where mm-hmm. Tim plays a dad out with his daughter. They're eating be- food before they go back to their home. The girl wants ice cream, all that. And sometimes you're like joking around with your kid or joking around with your buddy. And mm. there's like other people sitting around you and you're kind yeah. of being loud enough that you have like a haha reaction with someone yeah. else. You're like, and right? that happens all the time. And usually the person's like, haha, funny. Maybe says a little thing, but mm-hmm. that's audacious. And yeah. then goes back to their thing. That's not what happens here. This guy no. needed this really bad. And yeah. Bob Odenkirk commits to this sketch so, so well. I think he has so, so many well. great bits. I think his physical acting, he just commits so hard to this guy. <laughs> yeah, your dad's right. Uh, when the temperature drops, uh, the ice cream machines freeze up. See what I tell you. Your dad and I are old friends. <clears throat> That's how come we both know about ice cream stores. Okay, buddy, you go way back, way back. Uh, we're the same age, actually, right? Uh, yeah. And I own every kind of classic car. 
What's that? Uh, classic cars. I own every kind of a classic car because I'm rich, right? Yeah, yeah. He's rich. He, he owns. Yeah, he, yeah. The car stuff too. <laughs> this is just one you got to talk about. You mm. just got to go watch the sketch because it's yeah. very, very, very funny. funny. I think the line that we used to always say from this is triples, triples is best. best. Triples, triples is safe. Is safe. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. One of the standout like, lines for me in this one is is when he's like, "If I don't have triples, the other stuff's not true." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> But that's kind of when the when the sketch takes that turn is once we're in the triples section. He's like, yeah, I'll just drive for hours all alone. But I have a wife. I just love the stream of consciousness delivery mm-hmm. from Bob Odenkirk here. That first, it's like, I have every kind of classic car, but he can't stop there because now anything he says will be believed yeah. by this little girl. So, no, I have doubles. Uh, no, I, oh, wait, wait, no, the Barracuda. The Barracuda is the, the one Barracuda I have triples. Oh, triples. Oh, well, oh, oh, actually, get another call. Oh, and then nope, I think it's oh, good. Really, good. When he's on his phone, I think he almost has a Tim-esque delivery. They're like, no, yeah. all right. Yeah, that's going to work mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I have triples in the Nova out. now. Triples is good. Triples is safe. <laughs> and Tim says, will you stop? I love my classic cars. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows I love my classic cars, right? Right. Like you said, I'll be driving just me in the open road all alone for days. Just, But I, I do. I have a wife. I don't remember which line it's like after, but he does this like really cute like, shrug like thing it's really it's adorable <laughs> the story of his wife mm-hmm. and during this tim she was a model his on his character in this starts to realize that this guy really needs this yeah and the best thing to do is to just give it to him he knows you know i have a wife tell her about my wife yeah she's good right yeah Yeah, I know his wife. She's great. She was a model around the world. She was on posters. Yeah, I used to have a poster of her in my garage, and then I met her. Can you believe it? And she asked me to marry her, and I didn't even want to. But she's beautiful, but she's dying. She's sick, but she's hanging in there. Tell her. You know, tell the kid. His wife's sick, but she's gonna get better. She's gonna get better. And I'm rich. He's rich. The way he says, the way that he delivers this. Now you stab her on the wall. Oh, could you believe it? And then I met her in real life. That's the cute shrug. Can Will you, you believe, believe it? it? Just the stream of consciousness <laughs> of how he just keeps saying every. He's like, he knows so my fun. wife. Tell her. Yeah, yeah. Tell he's the got kid. A wife. Tell the kid. <laughs> my friend has yeah, a wife. Yeah, he's got a. I know his and wife. He, and he doesn't live in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't live in a hotel. I like when Tim is like, he's got triples of the Barracuda, triples of the Roadrunner, triple, triples of the uh, Nova. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that Nova thing's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. That's such a good skit. I think that's <laughs> like the sleeper favorite of the mm. episode that's sandwiched in between two all timers. Yeah. Like when you take all of the skits that are someone else being weird while Tim is normal, mm-hmm. this might be my favorite one. That's when up you there. put it up with like the Will Forte one and several others. I really love mm. it. Bob Odenkirk is so fucking funny and yeah. he doesn't half ass anything, whether it's being a no. dramatic actor nowadays or taking that approach to his performance here. So funny. Very good sketch. She will get better. She's beautiful and she's dying. She's got to get better. Before we get the last big sketch, we get a, a little quick one. I'll call it mm-hmm. the fourth sketch. Yeah. When I, we I talk about best and sketch. worst sketches, does this count as one? This certainly counts as one. The Shops okay. the Creek. Mm-hmm. Because this to me, even though it doesn't have the same amount of... Actually, it probably does have a similar amount of dialogue with the narrator. 
This mm-hmm. is on the same vein for me as the bumper for the Capital Room. That's fair. It's probably about the same runtime. That's a good mm-hmm. point. I like how right away it throws us into we're watching TV in a hotel, which and is it's such all of a the things you can do. I think in Franklin maybe is thing. what it said the town Fairfield. was. Fairfield. Fairfield. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good pull. Thank you. Spend a day with us at Shops at the Creek. The Shops at the Creek is an outdoor shopping experience that offers something for the whole family. Enjoy a cappuccino on Yellow Smoke's gorgeous outdoor patio. Or stop by Mario Cantosi's award-winning bake shop, featured on HGTV's Sweet Eats. And don't forget to come by Dan Flash's high-end menswear with distinct patterns and prices that are going up, 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 and away. But then we quickly drop the the hotel TV facade yeah. to just focus on the true mayhem. I feel like they made the Dan Flash's sketch and then they were like, well, we've got to show the guys just absolutely going fucking nuts in Which that Which I love because where we have the Charlie Brown that we don't get to see, we have – there are a lot of things that we either like – don't get to see or we don't get to see the same episode. I love that we get to see Dan Flashes this episode. I do too. It's so fun to see all of the guys going crazy. And there are a bunch of little shots of one person, like the guy who's angrily nodding, yep, at, yeah. a, at a price tag. So, like, yeah, that's right. And then a guy who's at the clerk who's just trying to take his wallet out as fast He's as like- he can. <laughs> I love the guy. There's one guy who from afar is stretching out, tracing the like yeah. pipe pattern with his finger. And then there's another guy who's like up close with his eyes, like looking with his that's eyes. That's my favorite. I think it. that's the funniest part of this thing for me is that guy doing like stimming on the patterns. <laughs> stimming. That is what it is. It's like yeah. uh, these like business type white guys who can't admit that they're autistic. So they have yeah, to they're... Dan Flash's shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so oh the God. men are losing their mind, and then we focus on a specific shirt. We zoom into it. We get like a, close enough to see the thread count, and then mm-hmm. it transforms into the because we haven't even talked about how great the '50s, '60s music that plays so the good. theme song as the interstitial moments as these like shapes and patterns show. So it goes from the Dan Flashes pattern to one of the patterns we always see mm-hmm. do you think there's like some, i don't know the zooming in and focusing on the shirt do you think there's some kind of like deeper um there's something ominous about it well because the damn flash is kind of descends into like a scary like almost like it's a hell where the the cashier guy who i'm assuming is dan flashes is like the devil running this place <laughs> where these men come and it give all ominous. their money and descend it's into madness he's got like a gold necklace on like it's scary Okay, so that's the fourth sketch. We've got one more. The sketch five. Mm-hmm. I titled this one. They all have titles, but I said we're gonna call this one "Slick Back Real Nice." I called this one "Piece of Shit." <laughs> I love how this sketch starts. I kind of mentioned it mm-hmm. already. It's so relatable. All of the things that happen when there's a baby being passed around in a room. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should talk about having a baby. Oh, we'll talk about that we'll later. Talk about that later. Do you want to hold the baby? Yeah, I'll hold the Or the old man even going, watch the head, watch the head. Watch the head. When Meredith or someone's mm-hmm. holding the baby. And then the guy, the kind of dopey, doesn't have a kid guy yeah. who holds the baby. The baby immediately starts crying. And he knows that everyone's going to say, oh, what did you do? So he's like, oh, I guess he yeah. hates me. It's guess not a big deal. <laughs> I guess he just doesn't like me. <laughs> and no, everyone no, no. else he's just fussy makes the comments that people do in situations like that but yeah. Tim in this sketch won't drop it there mm-hmm. he feels like the baby stares into his soul and is upset because he sees that he used to be a piece of shit yeah. and it's really unearthing something in Tim and he tries to play it off I'm not worried about it I know I used to be a piece of shit 
<laughs> he likes you. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. I, I know I used to be a piece of shit. I don't give a rat's ass. I'm going to go see if he's hungry. Maybe that's a problem. That's not the problem. So I used to be a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Hey, you're Meredith's mom, right? I'm just worried about her. I think she thinks that I, like, care that her baby <laughs> knows that I used to be a piece of shit. But, hey, I've, I've changed. I well, did you used really to be hard. a piece of shit? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we get the classic tear. Mm -hmm. where I love how he goes on a tear of all the different details that add up to all the things we learn about the Dangerous Knights crew. Mm -hmm. And it's just thrown off. And you never know which of these weird things are we going to focus in on. Yeah. So, you know, slick back hair, white couch, white bathing suit, sloppy steaks. What's a sloppy <laughs> steak? It's a steak with water dumped on it. It's really it's good. It's really good. He moves past good. it and he keeps talking about yeah. stuff. Someone says, your hair cut. It's when he's at the table or at the couch talking to the mom and the uh -huh. other person is a really funny tear here because mm. someone says, I don't know, your hair looks kind of slick back to me. <laughs> slick back you think this is slick back this is push, push. back <laughs> every line in this skit is like perfect it's just so funny my favorite tim character in the episode for sure mm -hmm. he goes back to meredith meredith i'm worried your baby thinks people can't change that's a good <laughs> but this guy knows he's he was in my dangerous knights crew dangerous we knights crew we went out for time. wings once <laughs> At the Blue Dolphin. Immediately, this is such a weird non sequitur. He has to turn to someone and say, hey, Blue Dolphin's Blue Dolphin closed. They, down. they broke yeah. down. John is ass out. He works with his brother now. <laughs> Rob Ravani's ass out. That's just the, that's such a funny sentence. Rob Ravani's ass out. <laughs> ass out. <laughs> works with his brother now. <laughs> then he gets transfixed by, I love that he calls him Meredith's grandpa, but it's her yeah. dad. He says, and I quote, Meredith, you didn't tell me your old grandpa used to be a piece of shit. Don't call my dad a piece of shit. Used to be. That's what he keeps saying later on. I never said he is a piece of shit. I said he was. I said was. I said was. <laughs> Gets real close to his hair and starts touching his face. Oh, yeah. That would slick back, slick back really real nice. nice. The like, look on the grandpa's face of disgust but understanding. I love it. Now it just goes, it's so smart that he's talking about all this, how he changed, but he's really fixed on the good old days of the Dangerous mm -hmm. Knights crew. So he goes on another tear, you know, live for New Year's Eve, I thought was really funny. <laughs> White Ferrari. Then he describes in much more detail the sloppy steak experience. Big rare cut of me with water dumped all over it, water splashing all over the table. <laughs> <laughs> they say, please guys, no sloppy steaks. They, they can't, can't stop, stop you from ordering a steak and a glass of water. And then I forget the line that leads up to it. It doesn't matter. But then he comes back to, but I was a piece of shit, though. He doesn't <laughs> want anyone to forget. He's changed, but I was a piece of I shit, I was though. a piece of shit. He's like, I think I'm ready to hold the baby now. And they're like, mm. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. And he goes, oh, oh, okay. Let me just but take the, this gift I brought. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I think that's a line that I never really noticed before this one. <laughs> I'm probably just going to grab the gift I brought and get out of here. Oh my That's God. so funny. Wait. Oh, man. He's right. I did used to be a piece <laughs> of shit. The grandpa dad, he, I did used to be a piece of shit. Slick back hair, itty bitty jeans, chicken spaghetti. <laughs> chicken spaghetti at Chickalini's. 
So Tim does hold the baby and the weird CGI. It looks CGI to me. Yeah, baby it looks CGI. Face stare. Scary baby. Takes him back to the old days. And in the baby's stare, we see him. We see the Dangerous Knights crew. We see dangerous them go to Trapani's. But before that, he does say, it smiled at me. He keeps referring to the baby as it several yeah. times. It smiled at me. I'm not a piece of shit. I used to be. People can change. Do you know who does the Dangerous Nights song? No. It was written for the show. It's Vampire Weekend. No fucking way. Yeah, it's da- That's incredible. It's Vampire Weekend. I just learned that today. That's so cool. Dangerous so we get Nights. them at the table at Trafoni's. <laughs> They bring the steaks to the table. They look like great steaks. Yeah, and the really like mild mannered managers like, please no sloppy steaks tonight, guys. Please, I mean it. (laughs) Tim, you hear him saying, "What do you think we're gonna do, huh? Us sloppy steaks? We're good guys. Let's slop them up." And they rush over to the table. It's so good. That's Cut so to funny. Th- this ends kind of like the ghost sketch or so many or like when he dies in the receipt sketch. They just yeah. end on these weird like Twin Peaksy moments where he's with the Dangerous Knights crew laying on the beach fully uh-huh. clothed in the sand. And he sees yeah. the baby. They lock eyes and it takes him to the end of the episode. <laughs> Man. They uh, did sloppy I steaks I on so uh, Binging, Binging with, with Babish. Babish. And it was a really good episode because he did like the regular sloppy steaks and was like, you know, it tastes like steak with water on it. (laughs) But then they did like a really like fancy version that was really cool. Oh, man. Well, that is our recap of They Have a Cake Shop There, Susan, where the cakes just look stunning. (laughs) It's such a funny episode of yeah. I Think You Should Leave. I would love to get this silly and talk about this silliness every week to maybe add another so another friend into the mix and to go mm. all types of places that we could never go with a traditional rewatch pod discussing the craziness of I Think You Should Leave sketch by sketch. Like I imagine we do a whole episode on the Capitol Room and we all come up with like a Shark Tank pitch yeah. or something That'd or like our shark backstory. Guys, if you want this, you got to vote for it. The people mm-hmm. have to vote for it. Vote we'll talk for more about that in a second. Let's do a couple last segments to close mm-hmm. out our discussion of I Think You Should Leave, starting with awarding the worst skit mm-hmm. of the episode. Can I go first, Zach? Sure. So I, love I it was when between you go first two. For yeah, this. easily between two. Yeah, I was between the Capitol Room and Shops at the Creek. Yeah. And it's not because either of them aren't good, but what it boiled down to was did I think. What what did I think was funnier? Do I think that the bald boys in the pants Pretty is funny. funnier or that the guy doing this Pretty is funny. funnier? And honestly, I think that the guy freaking out at the patterns Stimming is just is a, a little bit funnier. So I, I'm going to award my worst, worst skit of the episode. To, With an asterisk. It's not yeah, bad. It's just the worst, worst skit of this episode. You know, the weakest yes. of a strong bunch to the Capitol room. No, we're totally in agreement. Going into this mm-hmm. episode, I would have thought this is my least yeah. favorite skit. Maybe if we were counting, See, I thought the it was going to be the. Creek, the, the maybe it the would creek. be that. I was pleasantly surprised revisiting it. How much the first one made me laugh, but mm-hmm. it's still of the five is going to be my least favorite. Yeah, the best skit is hard. I wonder if we're going to have the same one for this because I don't know that we are. I think all three of the other skits have reasons why they're the best of the episode. Absolutely. I'll tell you mine first. I want to go mm-hmm. back to 
you know, I saw the focus group sketch first where yeah. Tim was kind of more of a straight man. And then I saw the first episode and saw his energy and it untapped new humor potential for me. Yeah. That makes me laugh in this guttural way that nothing else just about makes me laugh like this. And the skit in this episode that does that most for me is uh, used to be a piece of shit. It's the last sketch. I think it's so fucking funny. Even talking through it, it makes me laugh the hardest. Of course, Dan Flashes is iconic, is very Mm -hmm. funny. It's a really great idea. But I think a whole letter grade above is the used to be a piece of shit. What did I call it? People can change. Slick back real nice. You called it slick back real nice. Yeah. Really good skit. That is my best of the episode. What about you? So I think that this episode has two, possibly three, 10 out of 10 sketches for me. Mm-hmm. Like that I think are top to bottom, flawless, will be funny See, where every I'd go time. like 10, 9, 8, I think. Mm. See, I, I, I have them a little closer than that, Zach. But I'm going to go with Dan Flashes because I think okay. that the Respect. other people... Do you want my shirt? Do you want me to give yeah, you my I, shirt? I since... Yeah, get, pop that off for me. Yeah, okay. I asked this guy in the bathroom to give me his shirt. I think that the other supporting group is a little bit more influential for me in the Dan Flashes sketch. But I still think that the Dangerous Knights crew, like the way that just those guys that are in it for eight seconds portray the Dangerous Knights crew so perfectly. <laughs> and you know what? I had a thought when I was watching that sketch, Zach, that I was like, you know what? That would be a really fun night. Sloppy steaks, <laughs> drinking on the beach Pissing with your boys. Pissing off the whole restaurant. Exactly. That would be a yeah. fun evening. But I gave it to Dan Flashes because I think that – when revisiting in my mind what made me laugh the hardest in this whole episode, it might be, you need to eat. I'll eat Doug's mom's wig. You'll what? Shut the <laughs> I'll f- I don't fucking, I'll eat her whole fucking, fucking head. I don't care. That is so funny. <laughs> it, you know, I, so Dan Flashes for me takes, totally takes the understand. win this week. I totally get that. Very good. The last segment we usually do on our shows is uh, in The Good Place. We do Good Place, Bad Place Uh in Community. We did the MVP. We're going to do something kind of MVP adjacent to close Mm -hmm. out our conversation on – Oh my god! I have to scroll up every time. They Susan. They have cake, a cake stunning. shop there, it's Susan, great. Susan, with the cakes great. Look stunning. stunning, 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 stunning. We're gonna do an MVP type segment, and we're gonna crown the baby. Or wait, right? We're gonna crown yeah, the, the baby, baby of, the, of year, the year of the episode. Who will be baby of the Who will be the baby of the year? Why don't you go first, Stephen? Who's your baby of the year of the episode? So this was tough for me, actually. There were a lot of people that I thought really stood out and were great, but I ended up giving it to Doug. I think Doug holds his own. (laughs) And when he says, Mike, I'll kill you, it's very funny. He's looking out for Mike. He's looking out for his coworker. He's promoting synergy in the workplace. He needs everyone well-fed and fashionable. And that's why I think Doug is my MVP this week. Yeah, I think my MVP is going to be Bob Odenkirk's character mm-hmm. as the diner stranger, just because of how hard he commits to it. Like he's giving <laughs> full body, mind and soul into that part. Yeah, the little shrug, the physicality of that part. Can you is believe so, it? So, so, so funny. They could have gotten anybody to do that. Uh-huh. And they didn't pick Bob Odenkirk for no reason. He yeah. was perfect. Is he in more of it? Is he in season three? I don't think so. They got to bring him back or yeah. more than that. Bob Odenkirk should go back and do some more sketch comedy more, in general. He's exactly. so fucking funny. He's so funny. Well, that's our conversation on I Think You Should Leave as a potential mm-hmm. next Zach and Steven rewatch podcast. Decision 
2024 is on, and it'll be all up to you, the listener, dun, to vote dun, dun, dun. between I Think You Should Leave and three other projects that we will be revealing over the next several months. Let us know in the YouTube comments, on Twitter, wherever you find us, what do you think? Should it be I Think You Should Leave? And do you have any guesses what the other three shows slash things might be that we talk about? Only time will tell. And also, if you sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, you'll get early exclusive access to finding out what those four projects are. Steven, this was your choice. I think you should leave. Mm -hmm. Even though we make this list of four shows, something that we can all agree on. Yeah. I do think there's a little bit of competition between us as well, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's like always we both versus. have more stake in the ones that we picked, and it's I true. think we both pick ones thinking maybe ours could get picked. So mm-hmm. I want to give the floor to you as we wrap this podcast up to tell the people sway their vote. Why should they vote for? I think you should leave over the rest of the things we've chosen. I think in the world we live in today, yeah. we could all use a little bit more laughter, and I can't think of anything that's going to bring more laughter to our homes. In our hearts, and hopefully a little bit of that passes on to you guys, then if we get to talk about every sketch in a show that makes us so happy, filled with so much joy, and brings a light to our darkest days. <laughs> so please, for your consideration. Donate now. I think you should leave. Amen. Well said. Baby, 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 baby. Well, this was a fun off the cuff, you know, a little bit different from what we're usually doing. We will be back next week on the Into the Time Knife feed to discuss The Selection, which is the six-part Good Place spinoff web series that you may not even know ever existed. It takes place in between seasons three and four. You can watch all six parts on YouTube. We're going to do one podcast on it next week discussing all six parts. So go give it a watch. And in the meantime, check out everything we're doing over patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven, where else can the people find us? You know, if you really want to get into our you gotta give all the Twitter nitty stuff. gritty, if you want to, if you want to scratch someone in our cake shop, then go over, follow us on Twitter and Instagram over at Time Knife Pod, mm-hmm. or uh, you can't disappod or the Brokeback Bebop one as well on Instagram. Yeah, Brokeback all those, Bebop. all those things. You can find us. Yeah, uh, we'll search the name of the show on podcast. YouTube. You can mm-hmm. see us shake around, see Zach's fun shirt. Thank you. Uh, You'll find Argument, us. Go to but it was 150 out the door. Out the door. Yeah. Well, well I mean, now that Robert Bonnie's ass out, he's got to have something going on. But yeah, go follow us. Check out the things. I think I said them all. You did. And enough. You said enough. Yeah. You've said plenty. I've said enough. I think we've said enough. I've definitely said enough. We're going to get out of here. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're excited about this option or excited to join. Excited to join us in our journey as we reveal the other three. We'll be back Turn next us week in our joiny. to dive into the time knife. But until then, from inside the Del Omni Hotel and Atrium, Black Lives Matter, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And let's slop him up. Let's slop him up. I slopped. No slap his face, guys, please. I need it. Make up my mind, girl. Be fast in the mirror.
But before we get into it, I was going to say something and then I lost what I was teeing up. You lost it. I lost it. You get excited about talking about a four minute skit for 45 minutes. Yeah, I did. I I saw the fire in my eyes. You were like, oh! (laughs) 